What's up, world? We're back. Another podcast, getting ready to discuss some more philosophy and demonstrating the ways, at least hopefully, I'm going to try to demonstrate the ways in which that it affects our lives in a way that can be applied in a manner that hopefully it's my hope as we're going to, as you know, these podcasts and definitely other works that I have in the in, in progress, I uh, hope to demonstrate with uh, how it can affect our lives in, 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 a, in, in a more positive manner, right? Um, me personally, I try to remember this as much as humanly possible on my own practice, which is kind of the reason why I didn't make a podcast for last week because I, you know, I was dealing with some shit on my own. And um, thankfully, I personally had my hood philosophy there, the one that I created, right? <laughs> How self-congratulatory, but uh, to help me through it. So now I am back here ready, just as excited as ever to get through, to get back to these podcasts and hopefully some more lectures for the hope that doing so will actually be able to help you as well, right? Um before I get into any of that, though, I guess I should qualify this by saying that one thing that I would like to start doing, I've been listening to some of my old uh, two that I've had already podcast. And uh, one of the things that I don't like about it so far is that I am just under the presupposition that everyone that's listening to this knows exactly who I am. And to that extent, where they can find me on social media. Right. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Isaac Senesetos, and I am, at least for the time being, a philosophy professor at El Paso Community College and Doña Ana Community College. I say at least for the time being because, well, shit happens, right? Uh, there's nothing pending per se right now, but you just never know. My position is not permanent. And, you know, other things in life occur. Whereas to say that I can't say for sure that it's in fact permanent because, well, nothing is, dude, bro, right? I was looking at a meme the other day about a little boy who asked his mom for a temporary tattoo and she flipped out when he saw that it was actually a permanent tattoo, quote unquote, right? To which my little thug life homeboy responded by, Everything in this life is is temporary. You understand? So in that respect, <laughs> that permanent tattoo, the the job, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So yeah. Um. Right now, Isaac Senesetos, philosophy professor. Um, trying to make this whole podcast thing work. Okay. And if you're down to help me out with that, not necessarily in terms of financial incentive, but more so in the terms of just following along. Right. I really would appreciate the follow more than anything. Uh, because it would just prove to me that what I am doing is, I mean, fuck, here we go again with these little existential crises, but I would like to think that it's not in vain. But then again, you get to go into this whole rabbit hole of everything is in vain, bro. Like all these little edgy nihilist teenagers on the internet right now, fuck them and their stupid ass lack of philosophical knowledge, right? Uh, that's not what I meant it as. It would mean, it, it, when I say that it wouldn't be in vain is that, you know, I genuinely hope that these um, philosophical tidbits that I am providing will be of benefit to anybody's life even if it's just one person outside of myself right so i would know that you know with the follow that it's it's not in vain that i, I am in fact have the opportunity to possibly connect the perfect way the perfect words in such a way that can have a profound impact on your life not because you know i seek to have that profound impact in your life but because i hope more to awaken the greatness that's within you does that make you know that's what i'm trying to say you're trying to be as least self-congratulatory as possible because i ain't that fucking special dog think i'm that special but seriously right or in the, in the grand scheme of things i recognize quite well that i'm not anyways that's a fucking long way of saying that if you are on social media which come on be honest you know you are right i urge you to please follow along at uh my uh public instagram profile it's it reads out as ice nice underscore el profe Okay, it's a little throwback to my little rap name that I had back in the day when I was like, fuck yeah, I thought I'm gonna be a rapper. I still think I'm gonna be a rapper one of these days, right? But I gotta get back to all that and start from square one because it didn't go so hot for me the first time around, right? Anyways, with that out of the way, I'm actually very, very excited to do this podcast today. 
um, because today actually is a very special day in the history of El Paso. And it's a special day because, well, today, February 9th, 2009, or I'm sorry, February 11th. Look at me, I don't even know what the fuck the date is, but I'm saying it's a special day. I know the time that we've arbitrarily designed is the day that we've defined as 2019, September, or, um, there we go again, February 11th, right? I know that it's special because, well, the president, the current president of the United States of America is going to be paying a trip down to the Sun City. And I think that is, that is just the tops to me personally. I am fucking excited, right? Um, for a variety of reasons, okay? Uh, I should qualify it by saying that it's not necessarily special in the sense that it's the president of the United States of America that's coming to El Paso because despite the tendency of almost nearly every awesome fucking band that I love to avoid this city like the plague, presidents come here quite often. And that's because El Paso is actually a pretty special place, right? I try to tell us to people all the time, like, yo, El Paso is special. We live in a special place, right? I guess... I kind of confuse them when I was just like, oh, I fucking hate this city, right? Like, but I don't hate it because it's a terrible city. I hate it because we just don't realize, we don't appreciate how awesome this city is just yet, right? And other people do, especially politicians, right? And that's why there's been a litany of presidents that come to the United States of America, this one being no different, right? Except that he really is. Like, this president really is different in the history of the, uh, uh, presidential visits to El Paso, Texas, Right? And it is basically because this president is such a fucking polarizing figure, man. Like, especially here in El Paso. Um, his polarization of the Sun City, of the borderland in general, has namely come from a negative facet in the sense that people here just don't fucking seem to like him very much. Okay? Which is not difficult to understand given uh, the fact of how close we are to the border right we are fucking comfortably nestled between you know uh, uh, mexico and america for those of you who have never been here for those of you who have i mean i urge you one day to just seriously take a close look when we're driving down the i-10 in any given in any given direction and realize that that is in fact a different culture or a different country rather i think it's easy for us to just get so complacent in the idea that it's a complete different world Okay, because of how close it is. And, you know, we just kind of get used to it, seeing it every day of our lives. But the reality is that is, in fact, a different country. Right. And we are nestled smack dab in the middle of it. If I seem to be shivering is because I'm in my back room right now and I'm really cold, but I'm trying not to put a heater on or anything. because I don't want no background noise. So if you hear you'll understand why. Right. The fucking sacrifices and commitments that I must make to bring this podcast. I hope y'all fucking appreciate that shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking talking shit, right? Um, but yeah, going back to this whole idea is that he's not very well received here and it's not difficult to see why. His current agenda is perhaps some of the most divisive, not just of this nation, but if we're being honest of this of this little area of the world that we occupy, the borderland of El Paso, Texas, right? And the reason is because despite my proclivity to say that we not necessarily don't like him that much here, you know, I'm actually kind of committing a logical fallacy here, the one that I intended to discuss today, right? And that is of a hasty generalization. But the idea is that, I mean, we like to think that not everyone in El, that everyone in El Paso doesn't like Trump. But dog, there are a fuckload of people here that are actually in support of that man. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's fucking fine. Who cares, Right. You, we are all entitled to have our own uh, political beliefs or we could all vote for whoever the fuck we want to, right? So it's not necessarily the issue of who you voted for that, that trips me out. 
so much as it is the lack of ignorance or rather the, the not the lack of ignorance that would be ideal right no not the lack of ignorance it would be the lack of understanding of just how unique the culture of el paso is right and especially when it comes to politics there's this idea for instance that el paso is actually a very liberal city and i think it's emphasized by the fact that we're one of the only counties if not the only county in the state of Texas that just basically never votes Republican, right? We are always ideally voting Democratic. And because of this, I think we get a false belief that El Paso is somehow a Democratic city. And that because of its Democratic tendencies, that they're going to be progress- that they're going to be naturally inclined to be very progressive, the inhabitants of the city. And from the outside looking in, I can understand why you would assume that. In fact, for the longest time, I believed that too. And then I realized how fucking wrong that was. The people in El Paso here, we are not con- we are not liberal in the traditional sense, bro. I didn't realize how conservative I was. Conservative, right? Because I'm not a fucking conservative. I spent the first two podcasts talking this very shit. I don't give a fuck about that particle, that those party lines nonsense, right? I'm not a conservative, bro, right? But when I moved, when I got stationed in the Bay Area, right, San Francisco, all that kind of area, I realized what a true fucking liberal was, dog. Like, we here in El Paso, we are not liberal because we vote for fucking Democrat uh, political candidates. Don't, dude, fuck no. No. The people in here in El Paso are, we're pretty conservative, man. Like, we're not conservative compared to the state of Texas because that is some fucking Bible-bumping, Bible-thumping shit right there, the state of Texas in general, Right? But we're pretty conservative compared to, you know, the actual liberal parts of this country. I'm speaking sp- solely here of my experience in California, the three years that I lived there, right? But that is real liberal shit, dog. Like people here in El Paso, for instance, there you'd be surprised, right? And this is an, in- for those of you who don't live here in El Paso, you'd be surprised. And for those of you who do live here in El Paso, maybe you've never connected it before, right? Uh, and it's not, it, by the way, it's not just politics, okay? We're going to get into the whole issue of, uh, of identity in terms of ethnicity, it, inevitably, if not today, then maybe sometime down the future, right? But you'd be surprised, again, how conservative we are, right? Take, take, take for instance, the issue of abortion. If people, like, in the coast, in the, in, you know, in the, in, in the coast of the country, those people are fucking 100% in favor of abortion, irrespective of what, it's just, it's just a given. It's like, yeah, we fucking think that women's rights are, uni- are, 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 are human rights issues and that because of that, the woman should have the right to choose, etc. So when it comes to the issue of abortion, it's never even a fucking afterthought in these places, okay? It's just a given. The same way that abortion is pretty much never even a, an afterthought here in conservative country, in conservative states. It's just a given that, no, we do not accept abortion, right? And that is true here of El Paso for the large part. Again, I am making hasty generalizations. And I guess before I get into it, even in deeper detail, I should openly state that a hasty generalization is when you're making a broad assumption of uh, a broad assumption based on a small sample. Right. So right now I am definitely committing this hasty generalization of of assuming that everyone here in El Paso is a conservative in in, in this sneak tip kind of way. There's people out here in El Paso, trust me who believe very much in abortion. Some of them, not because they want to, but because, you know, maybe they had a fucking mishap and they're like, oh shit, now it's convenient for me to believe in abortion because I don't want to be a fucking 22-year-old dad or I don't want my fucking, my main piece to find out about my side piece. I I see you motherfuckers, right? Y'all are the ones that are conveniently anti-abortion until it's perfectly fine for you, right? But those aren't the ones I'm talking about. The ones I'm talking about, again, in a hasty generalizing kind of way, 
are the ones that are like deeply fucking religious because again you know this religion shit i mean dude i'm telling you it's not that it's not there it's there there's religion everywhere but it's it's almost like an afterthought in some of these more liberal spaces of the world that we live in okay people look at religion and say mm, I don't, right and they take a more scientific approach to it where they say a more secular approach to it and they see religion less as a as a fulfilling again hasty generalizations abound but this has been my experience in that in the sense that you know from my living in those three years in the in, in the bay area that religion was you know it was kind of an afterthought here though in el paso it's a given that you are religious it is assumed that you are religious in fact if you are not religious it's more shocking to the people here in el paso than if you are religious right so just, I mean, just with these two things alone right here, you have these religious people and you have these people who are, for instance, so vehemently against uh, abortion, right? And you start to realize like, hmm, maybe this little city that always votes Democratic is not as Democratic as it would lead you to believe, right? The same could be said of things such as, you know, uh, gay rights. Oh, one of my favorite ones. And this is where the whole identity starts to come into play. The identity here being is that, Oh, man, we're going to fucking talk about it because, again, ooh, the evil boogeyman, the white man, the white man president is coming to El Paso and he's the evil person, the personification of evil. Because as a white man, he believes that I, as a gay person, am, as, am inferior to him as a straight person. That's the fucking bullshit ass identity politics I was talking about in the first lecture, in the first podcast that I did. And it's the same issue that I'm trying to talk about here. <sighs> You'd be surprised how rampant homophobia is. For those of you who aren't fucking from this area, you'd be surprised how rampant homophobia is in this fucking place, dude. It's a part, it's it's Mexican culture in general, Chicano culture, Chicana culture, right? It's very conservative, bro. And in that conservatism exists some deep-seated fucking homophobia, right? So to think that Donald Trump is the evil man because he's a fucking homophobe and a bigot. But these fucking Mexican people like myself and the Chicanos like myself who are over here are just inherently or immediately um, not homophobic. That that's a faux pas on your behalf, dog. And it's a faux pas that I'm going to be discussing here shortly, because, listen, at the end of the day. It just just to keep discussing the issue that I was bringing up in my in my previous podcast. It's not about the fucking politics for me, bro. It's about the fucking philosophy. And the philosophy here is straight simple, okay? I only care about the truth, or at least what I, what I consider to be the truth, okay? I only seek to acquire the truth. And anything that is going to get in the way of me doing so, is, is, it, it's, 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 it's non-consequential to me. I don't give a fuck about it, right? I'm not committed to a particular idea. I'm not committed to a particular belief because it might be, even if it's, if, even if it's in my best interest, right? The best interest here, for example, is, yo, I could fucking pound this brown man card to down, I could beat this fucking minority drum down to the fucking bitter end and try to capital, I could, I'll sharpen my way up to the very top. But that's not my goal. My goal is to try to understand what the truth is, Right? And sometimes in, in our attempts to understand what the truth is, we get attached to these ideas that keep us from seeing things as objectively as possible. And that shit is fucking toxic, bro. It's toxic to these idea, this idea specifically that I have as a person, this desire that I have as a person to be able to arrive at some kind of truth, right? So one idea that I would, it's so easy for me to dismiss again when it comes to this politics is that because I, as a brown man, should be against trump right and that if i'm not against trump that i'm a fucking tío taco of some sort because i refuse to shit on somebody who um is supposedly shitting on our entire ethnicity of people and 
this is the exact shit that I'm talking about because it's simply not true. And if we allow this kind of thinking to continue, then we are ultimately doing ourselves a disservice because we are not fucking being faithful to what the reality of the situation is. And instead of focusing our energy and our attention to actually overcoming the issues that are, you know, causing so much pain and suffering and strife to the people of this border and the people around the world, right? We get caught up on some bullshit nonsense like, oh, identity politics, right? Even though they're so terribly misleading, okay? No, dude. I, listen, I personally, I, I, I think fucking Trump is kind of cool. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to lie, right? Not because of what he stands for. Not be, fucking please, again, with his identity politics bullshit, stop, right? I think as like a fucking public figure, I love the idea that Donald Trump exists and I'm not going to fucking, I'm not even going to fucking try to stop, hide it, right? Now, if you're going to insist on being so fucking blasé as, uh, you know, examining this through the lens of identity politics, well, first of all, fuck you. Right. And second of all, you are doing your, you're, you're not being honest. Okay. And I'm, I'm not, no, I refuse to not allow you to be honest. Okay. Again, this has nothing to do with him as a person. I'm a fucking father of a daughter, bro. Of course I would not want, I don't want my daughter to be growing up in a world where this kind of attitude is possible, right? Where it actually exists rather. Okay. But I'm a fucking glad that it's finally been brought to the fucking public attention, okay? Because if it had remained hidden, then shit like his whole grab him by the pussy thing and all that kind, you know, it, it would have never come to light. So you're fucking right that I'm glad that he exists. And I'm glad that he's so fucking open about it. I'm glad that he's so brash about it. And I hope he never fucking stops because... Unlike the desire to try to fucking dig our heads in the dirt and pretend that that bullshit ass attitude doesn't exist. He doesn't give us that opportunity. He doesn't sugarcoat shit. And I fucking like that. Right. I can sit here and tell you straight up. I prefer an open outed bigot racist fuckhead than I do a sneak tip one who pretends to be fucking down for the hood. But reality is he don't give a fuck or she don't give a fuck about the real issues that are plaguing people like myself so much as they care about letting other people know that they care about issues that are plaguing people like myself. Right. Those motherfuckers are more dangerous than a Trump character is because at least a Trump character and all the people that we allegedly assume are Nazis because they fucking vote for the guy. Those are the ones that I'm thankful for, because at least at least they have the fucking. I don't even want to say the fucking wherewithal, not even the fucking balls, but at least they're letting me know like, yeah, there's, these are people here that are fucking for sure. Don't like me as a person for no other reason, uh, for no other reason than, you know, what I am as a person, namely a Chicano man. Right. But more importantly, they represent ideas that still very much exist. And just because you live here in El Paso and you surround yourself with these allegedly fucking democratic liberal fuckheads and you don't think they exist until you start to realize that your own cultural practices perpetuate them. Nah, man, like these people let you know straight up. Yeah, dude, homophobia still exists. OK, they let you know straight up misogyny still exists and they're not even fucking trying to hide it. They let you know that this fear of not even fear, but utter disgust with people from different countries. It still exists. OK, um, this transphobia, it still exists. Right. And. The reason I'm glad that they do so is because it makes us realize us as the people who have fucking gotten so swept away in this identity politics bullshit. It makes us realize, dude, there is real shit to be addressed. And instead of spending all our fucking time out here, you know, protesting the arrival of the fucking president with some bitch ass sign that we spent three or four hours making. I know because I've been that person, yo. And instead of wasting all that fucking energy doing that, 
Why aren't we addressing, why aren't we fucking focusing the attention towards the shit that we know for an absolute fact that we can change? Like again, the homophobia in our own communities, the fucking misogyny in our own communities, the fucking victims mentality that is plaguing our own community, right? Instead of doing that and using it in such a way to actually help change shit here on the borderland, you motherfuckers want to go and blame some guy who is the fucking manifestation of everything that's been wrong with this fucking world as a whole since the dawn of time. Now, I'm not saying that I think it's right that because it's wrong, it was been, it's been wrong since the dawn of time that it's okay that he continue it now. What I am saying, though, is like to blame this fucking guy, Donald Trump, the president, for being the reason why that shit exists. It's fucking disingenuous, bro. And ultimately, you're doing yourself and myself and everyone else who is searching for the truth nothing more than a disservice by refusing to acknowledge it, right? Because the attention and the acknowledgement should be towards the real shit, the real shit that you can control, the shit that can be changed, like the fucking, maybe your own deep-seated beliefs of fucking misogyny and homophobia, et cetera, that you've allowed yourself to conveniently believe don't exist because you, ex you fucking live in a city that's supposedly so democratic compared to the state of Texas. Fuck that, dude. How many Catholic churches are here in El Paso, okay? How many of you people listening to this shit go to these Catholic churches knowing full well that the Catholic church as a whole is fucking enmeshed in this child molestation fucking cult? And you know that this is happening and you still fucking go because... Again, you like we like to think here in El Paso that we are so liberal and democratic. Oh, I would never fucking I would, I, I I pedophilia is evil. Meanwhile, every fucking Sunday you're sitting there at the church worshiping a fucking religion that actively you know it it, it perpetuates this this pedophilia. Like it stop. It doesn't make sense, okay? And I'm not going to fucking latch myself onto that false belief because it's expected of me as someone who lives in El Paso in the borderland as a brown man. No, dude, this is listen. Going back to the logical fallacy of hasty generalization, of course, I just committed that a plenty here with my little fucking rant because not all of us here in El Paso feel this type of way, right? But, oh, dude. Okay, let's keep it this simple, right? During President Trump's run for office, one of the speeches that he gave is the one that people still focusing on to this day. And again, I fucking, I understand because underneath all of that, there is undoubtedly the fact that he, what, what, what he is doing in office is genuinely affecting the lives of people here on the borderland, okay? But the talking point that he came up with, this idea that uh, all Mexican people coming from across the border are um, rapists, murderers, and thieves, and they're going to come here to rape, murder, and thieve, right? That is obviously a logical fallacy. And people are so quick to point to that fact because, well, again, it's the boogeyman who is talking shit to the people he's punching down. Basically, he's talking shit to people who would never be able to defend themselves in the first place. Obviously, I'm not with that. I think that's fucked up. I don't believe it. I know for a fact that not every single person is, who is coming from Mexico is a ra or from the south of the border in general is a rapist, murderer and thief, not only because it's a logical fallacy to assume. Right. But more importantly, because I've met firsthand the people who do come over here, I descend from those people. I'm a fucking first generation American. And I know for a fact that the people who, you know, my grandparents, my even up to my mom, right, that they're not rapists, murderers or thieves. So it's it, obviously this is not the, the issue. Right. But what I'm trying to fucking say here is that it's so easy for us to blame Trump for assuming this. OK. And we say that this is uh, a, a, an embodiment as to why he is such an evil person. Sure, he's committing the logical fallacy of hasty of, of making a hasty generalization. I get that, okay? 
But again, where we're deluding ourselves as believing that as, 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 and falsely believing that just because we said it going his way, that the same doesn't apply to us coming this way. Right. And what I mean by that is it's it's easy to say that, um, you know, it, it's that it's a logical fallacy when the president says that all Mexican uh, immigrants or uh, just south of the United States border immigrants. Right. Are, ra are rapists, murderers and thieves. OK, but. We personally don't seem to understand that we are doing the same thing when we say that all Donald Trump uh, supporters are racist, that they're all, you know, misogynists, that they're all Nazis, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Because it's not true, okay? Some are. There's no question about it. But not all of them, right? And, again, this goes back to the fucking introductory point about how shockingly many Trump supporters are here in El Paso, Right? It's going to be a very interesting time. And I promise you it's coming because, you know, it's not like I'm trying to be this fear monger or like, you, you, I'm, it's not a doomsaying prophecy. But the idea is, oh, dude, there's only so much longer this identity politics shit's going to work. Okay. The logical fallacy here, just, just, just to circle around the idea, is that if you're a Trump supporter, that you are racist, that you are homophobe, that you are misogynist. There's a logical fallacy, man. And there's people here in El Paso, again, of which I am not one. So before you go off on fucking this idea that, oh, man, maybe Isaac's a fucking sneak tip Trump supporter. Fuck no. I didn't vote for Trump. Right. And guess what? I wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton either. I don't fucking believe in either. I don't think either one of them were good candidates. OK, so please spare me that whole shit. Right. But the idea here is I'm not going to commit the logical fallacy and assume that every Trump supporter is, in fact, those, you know, terrible things. Because I, I know better. I, in fact, I have personal experience with people who voted for Trump that I can tell you for a fact, at least from what I know, right, are not fucking Nazis. And this is where the whole cake, where the whole identity politics come in. Because guess what? They're fucking brown. They're not white people. OK, they are brown people. And they fucking voted for Trump because, again, there are a shockingly high number of conservatives here in El Paso. Maybe they don't outwardly state it in such a way where you knew it and maybe you were possibly one this whole time like i realized like damn when i moved to the bay area like damn I, I'm, not, I'm not really that liberal as I, as I thought i need to step my liberal game up right so to assume that just because we're here in el paso that he's gonna get a uh, here he being trump a terrible reception no dude like again there are a lot of people here who are in favor of trump and the whole forthcoming you know, terrible situation that's going to happen is when people start realizing, especially the ones in the university, I'm telling you right now, identity politics is this fucking creation that was made up by a bunch of bougie ass <clears throat> European people trying to be as nice about it as possible. And they kind of like casted that net over people of color like myself. Right. That's how I feel personally. And I don't need to fucking justify it yet because I'm writing my whole dissertation on it there. Surprise, the cat's out of the bag. Right. And it's basically going to be talking about how you have like these issues that have been created by scholars uh, like identity politics. Okay. And if many of the scholars in university are white, especially white men, it's a pretty simple correlation to realize that the majority of the ideas that are being pervaded in academia and academic institution are going to be advanced by white men. It's changing slowly. Right. But in this process, you have these people who have come up with fucking identity politics and they're spewing it in these in these classes that I was taught. And that I, at one point, even was teaching these ideas, right? Until I started realizing, hmm, this is kind of a weird form of, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable with what's going on here because it doesn't really accurately reflect what my lived experience is. 
And my lived experience is not that fucking every single brown person is a victim in need of saving. In fact, some of them, right, or rather even moreover, before I continue, that some of uh, that every single brown person is inherently uh, liberal and democratic because there's a lot of fucking brown people who have pulled themselves up. They have to use the language, pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and fucking made shit of themselves. And two, there's a lot of them who are conservative. Right. So they're, these academic people, they're going to have to realize that at one point or another. Again, me personally, my point is not to prove which one is correct or which one's wrong. My point is to prove that that's just a way to control people, right? What they're doing there is, is like a sneak tip way of controlling people. You get to tell them, hey, you as a brown person, you need to believe this, this, and this. And if you don't believe that, then you're a fucking sellout. You're a Tio Taco. Nope. And the fucking white, the white, you know, scholars who have been advancing these ideas for a very long time are going to have to look elsewhere when the people like myself who are no longer buying into the identity politics are going to look at them and say, I, 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 I don't know about this because I live in a city. I grew up in a city. I fucking uh, was raised in a city where there were a lot of brown people who you're trying to tell me are a victim, but don't consider themselves as such. And there's a lot of fucking brown people in a community that I grew up in who you're telling me are consider are liberal, but I'm fucking telling you straight up. They're not. OK, so um, again, going back to this whole idea of a hasty generalization, there's a lot of people here, man, who are fucking Trump supporters. You probably they've probably even been lying to you, yo, for those of you who live in El Paso and told you they voted for Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, but they may very well have gotten into that booth and voted for Donald Trump. Now, I'm not saying that to try to instill some sort of. um. I'm not trying to foment any sort of discontent right within you, your friendships. But I am saying is that, you know, let, this Trump visit is it's, it's definitely for geopolitical reasons, but it's also definitely for campaign reasons is what I'm trying to say here. OK. And I guess with that in mind, the next thing that I'd like to get into is this idea that, you know, Trump as this the current figurehead of the United States of America, again, is the one that is responsible for all the things that we've been told are wrong with our communities. Right. Like immigration reform. Right. The most obvious one. We have this misguided belief for some reason that because the last president that was in office is one that supposedly represented us in the sense that he was a person of color for one and a Democrat for two all identities. Right. And uh, that he somehow had what was in our best interest in mind. This, of course, is Barack Obama, the same Barack Obama who not only won the Nobel Peace Prize after sending a countless more thousands of soldiers back to war in Afghanistan, but the same Barack Obama who deported countless numbers of family and the same Barack Obama who also at some point or another advocated for some form of border control security here along the borderline. OK, but. Again, as we supposedly liberal El Pasoans go, we didn't give a fuck about it then because we had one of our own in office. OK, <laughs> the same issues that we're fucking complaining about now with Donald Trump is an issue. They are issues that occurred at the same exact time of uh, Obama's presidency for eight years. And mom was the word. Right. The word existed for a little bit, a little bit. And by this point, we're getting into a little bit of my youth now. So forgive me if I don't recall correctly. But when President Bush was in office and was saying the same things about, you know, immigration reform and border security, El Paso was suddenly a hotbed of concern with these issues. OK. But 
again, now we're getting even deeper into my childhood. We're talking about the first president that I can actually remember being the president, not the first president that was in office when I was alive, because that would be a lie, right? There was still two more to go. But the one that I for sure remember saying, oh, yeah, that's the president of the United States. Slick Willie, Bill Clinton. Yeah, the same Slick Willie, Bill Clinton, who also came to El Paso. And the one who also had very fucking strict laws regarding border security and immigration reform, okay? And before that, Bush Sr., also here in El Paso, also the same strict laws of border security and immigration. Reagan before him, right? This, the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that this is not an issue that has existed strictly with the Trump administration, okay? And for us to be concerned about it is good because, well, shit, it's something that we should be concerned about. It's something that you personally, especially if you're here in El Paso, probably have firsthand experience with, okay? But not because it's convenient, not because of who the fuck the president is. This issue has been along the formation of the United States border with Mexico since the United States border with Mexico was formed. And before then, even when the two fucking countries were at war with one another to see who would be able to establish their border where, right? This is an issue that dates back even fucking further than that when you have the first European contact here on Semanuak, Turtle Island, and you have the uh, Europeans... Contact, uh, contacting the indigenous Mexica, uh, Mexica, right? This is a contentious issue that has existed since then. Sp definitely, you know, first contact here on Turtle Island with European culture. But I mean, if we could even go back further and you'll start to see just how much a human history is predicated on the wars between peoples trying to establish their dominance and territory over one another. And to fucking relegate it to what's happening now to with the president of the United States, it's 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 illogical, man. It's illogical. And most importantly, it's it's faulty for sure, but dangerous because we are assuming that in in, in you know, assuming I should say that this issue is specifically a Trump issue, we're overlooking the most fucking important issue, which is the fact that belying all of that is a people issue. We have a people issue. Okay. A human, uh, it, we have an issue of human nature and this, this is where the philosophy comes into play. Okay. It doesn't matter who is in control. It doesn't matter what ethnicity they are. It doesn't matter what fucking sexual preference they, uh, they identify with. It doesn't matter what religion they are. Okay. Once people get into positions of power, that is when they start to realize just how much they've had in common with every single person that's come before them, whether they agreed with them or whether they disagreed with them, whether they overthrew them by violent means or violent means or whether they threw them overthrew them with democratic means. OK, the people, once they get into these positions of power, they start to realize just how much they have in common with their predecessors, namely power. Right. Let's go back to this whole idea of identity politics and how they're so fucking reductive and how they just skew the truth, they skew us from the truth. We would be fucking catastrophically deceiving ourselves right now and fucking lying to ourselves, which I refuse to do, if we said that the same issues that we are having here in the United States of America with the people who are in positions of power are somehow immune from the people of, say, let's say Mexico, since the majority of us here are descended from Mexico, right? Dude, no. Right. And the reason I'm so I'm so ugh, I have to, I just have to mention this is because. We think that because the history of America that given, you know, the people who have been in power, white people, 
that because they're the ones that have been in power, that they're the ones who are responsible for, you know, all the things that we believe are wrong with the world. No, dude, like this issue of border reform and border security is happening in Mexico right now, specifically on their southern border. There's people in Mexico who have been interviewed. And if they only spoke fucking English, they would sound exactly the same as the people who are being here interviewed for Trump supporting. Right. For uh, the Trump supporters who are being interviewed here in America, they sound the exact same. Right. Furthermore, I mean, are we going to sit here and pretend that there's people in positions of power, especially in Mexico, who, you know, don't murder, who don't rape, who don't steal, who don't do fucking horrendous shit, who haven't repressed peoples historically, who haven't enslaved and decimated populations of the world of the, of the space and the planet that they inhabit? Come on, man, that would be ignorant of fucking world history for sure. But it would be more, more importantly, it'd be convenient for us to say, no, we as people who have descended from Mexico have never undergone that. We've never experienced that. We never don't even endorse that bullshit. The whole fucking country is built on that. And that's why there's only one ethnicity that's acknowledged in Mexico in the first place. Right. You're either a Mexican or you're not a Mexican and, 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 and to, to keep it as simple as possible. Right. They don't acknowledge the Afro presence in Mexico. They don't acknowledge the German presence because in the eyes of the Mexican people, they're all one person. Right. The Mexican person. And that only came about because for the longest time, Mexico had one of the most fucking clearly defined caste systems that that differentiated people between, you know, their different ethnicities. Right. And in an attempt to try to squash any sort of rebellion that would emerge from these different population, uh, these different populations within the country. They just put a fucking nice little clean lid on it and say everybody's Mexican. It don't matter who you are. Right. So w once that was settled, like. You know, we have th th these fucking people who are, you know, office who do, in fact, do grimy shit, just as grimy as we're doing here in America. But we're under this false belief that only we as America are evil for fucking doing it. Right. That the politicians here are the ones that are evil because, well, fuck it. The white man, the white politician. Nah, man. Fucking ruthless oppressors, genocide, slavery, all that shit has existed on every single fucking corner of this earth don't matter if it's black asian mexican white it's a people issue right and the longer we fucking refuse to acknowledge this the more that we want to pretend that just because someone is brown that suddenly they're magically fucking incapable of doing any of the harm that we've attributed only to white men the more of a disservice we're ultimately going to do with ourselves okay do to ourselves rather because we're going to continue to ignore the fact that while it's convenient to assume that this issue is, is relegated to a specific group of people or in the case of Donald Trump to a specific president, that it's something that we're all capable of. All of us. We're all capable of that shit. OK, not because of any religion that we were raised in, not because of any culture we were raised in, any political beliefs that we were raised with, but because we're people. OK, and as people, we share a common desire, I guess, like it was one way to say it for power if you will, right? And that once we get into those positions of power, we realize what exactly is necessary to ensure that our position there is maintained. And thus, you get this visit and why I personally am so excited for Donald Trump. I am excited, not because, again, I'm a Trump supporter. If I had to keep fucking emphasizing this, I'm going to, you know, stab myself in the ear with this marker for, for feeling as though I need to keep qualifying it. I'm excited because it gives us as a city an opportunity to realize that the issues that Donald Trump represents are not unique to Donald Trump. Not only are they an underlying human nature issue, but more importantly, these are issues that have plagued the history of the United States since its inception. Okay. 
from the moment the European settlers started to colonize this continent, they have actively been negotiating, and to put it very kindly, their borders with the indigenous inhabitants of this country. And it is the same exact thing that is happening now. Back in the day, they used to call it the quote-unquote Indian problem, okay? What the Indian problem is, it's simple. You, as a European, wants to come to this country and overtake it. The problem is there's already people living here, right? So what do you do, person who wants to colonize this country and make it your own? Well, you get rid of the problem. I have to keep quoting, quoting this, right? Just so I can feel good about myself, right? But um, you have to get rid of the quote unquote problem that is keeping you, that is frustrating your desires to make this continent your own, right? Which, of course, is the Indians. Hence, the Indian problem, okay? Um, thankfully for us, as I talked about in my first lecture, my first podcast, I'm sorry if I keep conflating the two, it's just a force of habit, bro, okay? But as I talked about in my first podcast, thankfully for us, it's no longer 17, 16th, uh, the 17th century, right? So the people who are ridding themselves of the Indian problem are not doing so simply by fucking killing us and committing genocide, right? They're doing so by more discreet means, okay? They're engaging in a, a form of tacit uh, colonization where they, you know, they criminalize our existence here on what they consider to be their land, right? Um you saw this in the course of, uh, of, of American history in the form, namely, of treaties, which were never, they were never honored, not because, you know, they, the people who dishonored them were, you know, they, they, they never had an intention to honor them, is the point that I'm saying. They simply signed the treaties so they could relegate it to law, a European form of law, right? I should be very specific about that in complete contrast to a more indigenous form of law, right? They only did, they only signed these treaties in many instances so they can, you know, concretize uh, these laws that would enable them to be able to rid themselves of the Indian problem in a more humane and Christian way. Uh, for those of you who are listening only on audio, fucking please understand that I scare quoted basically every other word that I said there for a reason. Okay. Um, and, and since then, what we have now in the form of this immigration problem and this, for God, I'm getting tired of fucking scare quoting, so I'm going to stop. Right. But in the form of this immigration problem, in the form of this, um, so this quote unquote uh, border security problem, dude, it's it, it's the same issue that has existed from the time that European settlers first came here. OK, and that un I guess the one thing that has changed, the one thing that has changed is where initially they were just doing it to try to get rid of the quote unquote Indian problem. How do you solve the issue after a while? Because you can't just go around killing all the indigenous peoples, unfortunately, quote unquote. Right. Because now you're more developed as a country. You're more, quote unquote, humane. So it's, it's looked down upon if you just keep killing all these indigenous peoples. So you just get rid of them in other ways, you know, like through blood quantum or, you know, you just draw a line in the dirt and say that the ones that live on this side are Americans and the ones that live on that side are Mexicans. Right. Or I should say more specifically, even Native Americans and the ones that live on that side of the other line are, you know, um, Mexicans. OK. Specifically, this one happened in the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, and that's how we ended up here in El Paso. Dude, you, if you were born here in El Paso, we're five minutes away from being born a Mexican, okay? It's that simple. For no other reason, it's not like there's a fucking natural border here. This little pathetic-ass river that we have here ain't shit, right? It's not a natural border. It's, it's an arbitrary line that was established, 
okay, with the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, an arbitrary line that was established with the catalyst here being of the best way to advance our interest as these enterprising, quote unquote, uh, European colonists who come to this new, quote unquote, damn, I'm going to stop saying that, I promise. Uh, con it's just, it's such a political, it's just a politically correct thing that, I, that I've been brainwashed to do, right? And I'm, plus, I'm also afraid that you would think that I am one of these alt-right psychopaths, okay? It's not. I'm just going to stop quote unquoting it though. So you have these uh, colon these uh, colonizing Europeans that come here and slowly but surely push their way westward and in doing so legalized in their form of law a way to criminalize the problem that they perceive to be namely the Indians here so that they could legally strip them of their land and disenfranchise them and no longer make them a threat to come back and you know engage in any form of attack that would threaten these colonizers claim to this newfound land for them, okay? And, you know, the only thing that's changed now is that, well, these, again, enterprising European colonists, they made money off of it. They're, that's all they're doing now. They just found a way to monetize the, the Indian problem. Okay. You draw this line in the dirt and you say the ones who are on the South are Mexicans. And if they try to come over here, quote unquote, illegally, then we're going to arrest them and put them in jail that are conveniently generating profits for the people who built the jails. And in many instances, if not wrote the laws, definitely bumping elbows with the people who did right so again <laughs> when we pretend that these issues are simply relegated to donald trump huge disservice because now all we got to do to magically rid ourselves of this this problem that we are experiencing here of the, on the border of families being separated is just vote out the boogeyman Ooh, election day is coming up and if you only vote out the boogeyman and replace him with an even more tolerable boogeyman namely one that comes from our own team right then suddenly the issue of deportations will magically disappear come on man come on right again these deportations they were still an issue during obama's presidency right they were an issue during clinton's presidency okay and they're gonna be an issue for fucking hillary clinton for nancy pelosi for uh warren uh not warren buffett uh whatever buffett right or whatever elizabeth warren i apologize okay uh it's it doesn't matter which Democratic candidate you put out there. They're still going to represent the same interest as corporate elitism, right? They don't give a fuck whether you're Democratic or Republican. At the end of the day, these people, they're on the same team, man, right? And again, going back to this idea of why I like Trump, I like him because he's so fucking brash that at least he's telling you to your face, this is what I believe in, okay? Hillary Clinton would not have done us the same service. Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, did not do us the same service. That motherfucker shook our hand and pissed on our leg the whole time, okay? He had us fooled into thinking that, hey, he's one of us, right? That he's going to somehow end the deportation and the family separation. Bullshit, okay? And at least I can appreciate the fact that this Donald Trump character is not trying to hide it. He's not trying to hide it. He's being very brash, very direct, very sincere, okay? Maybe not very presidential, but again, Dude, it's 2019. This idea of what's presidential and what's not presidential. Inevitably, we're going to have to let it go and realize that this may be the new normal. Okay? So, yeah. February 11th, 2019. Um, for those of you, if you're going to listen to this before you go out to the Trump thing, man, listen. I understand. And as I mentioned before, at some point in this fucking long-winded-ass rant slash podcast, um... A couple years ago, I would have been you. I would have been there bumping elbows with you, Polly, most likely, right? And I would have felt really good for doing so because I was going to show the whole world what a good person I am because I do not support Donald Trump. And I let it be known by making a sign that attests as such. Now, don't get me twisted. I am, okay, I'm being facetious, okay? You're going to make a sign, do a sign, dog, whatever. I don't give a fuck, right? 
But what I am trying to get to is if you are going to be out there, man, let's hope that it is because you hope genuinely to make some actual change in this world. Right. And not because you're just trying to flex on people, not just because you want fucking likes on social media. Right. I've been there, man, and it doesn't do anything. Okay, the real it does. The real activism occurs right here, bro, in our minds, in our hearts, right? Our faces, our hearts, to use a Nahuatl philosophy, okay? That's where the real resistance occurs. When you start to realize that you are definitely being sold a narrative, okay? And that narrative, I don't know where it started from. I have my inclinations based off where, what realm I occupy, namely the academic realm. But shit, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it started in the political sphere and the academic realm is just responding to that. Maybe it started in the political sphere and the academics were just told to. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But what I do know is that we've all, we have all been fed an agenda. And depending on what side of the agenda you stand on, the only way that I personally can take it serious is if you've actually stepped back and asked yourself, do I really hate Donald Trump or do I actually feel a lot of what he has to say? Do I really like Hillary Clinton or do I just have I just been told that I like Hillary Clinton? Okay. And irrespective of what conclusion you arrive, you arrive at, right? The act of actually questioning that, that is the only form of resistance and protest that will ever matter. Because as long as you are capable of asking yourself why you are so firmly con con uh, committed to any one of your fundamental beliefs, you have not been your consciousness is still is still yours you're still a free person you're still an individual right you might get shit upon by your friends and family you got you might get made fun of right because you don't hold the same beliefs as they do but at least you're thinking critically okay you're thinking in a more philosophical manner you're not just accepting shit because you're told as a person of color you should feel this or that you're because you're told as a democrat or a republican you should feel this as a white person you should feel that and anything that threatens that is is evil nah man like it, that that's a very it's very convenient right but it's also it's very alluring for sure but it's it's dangerous it's dangerous to at least i think it's dangerous to our my definite and maybe yours too continued pursuit of truth right and um yeah so if you are going to be going down there let's hope that when you are painting that sign just ask yourself right like am i actually doing this because I am genuinely concerned with arriving at the truth and I hope that other people will learn and, and, you know, be inclined to arrive there because of this sign that they're reading that I created. Or am I just, is it just a form of deception? Am I just tricking myself? Because if I'm being honest with you right now, most of the time that I was out there, I was, I was deceiving myself. Okay. It's not that I'm, I'm still not down for the cause. No, of course I am. I'm always going to be down for the cause. The cause is fucking ingrained right here, dog. Okay. The hood right here 99% okay the world it's it's the, it's it's what wakes me up in the middle of the night it's what fucking keeps me going every single day to want to even do shit like this in the first place that's not why okay it's because i realize you know like dude i you know there's a lot of issues in your own personal life maybe not maybe for fuck sure i'm telling you straight up definitely back back then okay that you are neglecting and you are using this as a way to avoid having to confront those personal issues, your own personal shortcomings, right? And what's so convenient about this is that it makes you look like a good person because, well, who the fuck is going to look down on somebody who is trying to stand up for the people who cannot stand up for themselves? Of course, we're going to look at that person as they're a good person, right? And I'm not saying that you're not a good person. 
But I am saying that you you should probably think about it, right? You should probably think about why you're out there, okay? Because I know that for me personally, doing so was the most beneficial thing as far as a quote-unquote activist that I could possibly imagine in my brief time on this earth. It was important because it made me realize that, nah, I, I didn't care. I really didn't, okay? It's not that I don't. Again, the hood, the cause right here, always in my heart, right? But I didn't care in an honest way, right? I, I, I didn't care in a way that was going to bring about any meaningful change, okay? I only cared about distracting myself from my own personal shortcomings. I cared only about um, projecting an image of myself that I thought would be likable. And ultimately, I cared mostly about the idea of being an activist, if you will, okay? Um, thankfully, that's not necessarily so much the issue anymore. Now I can genuinely tell you that, you know, I don't probably care as much as I should, but in my ability to tell you that I don't care as much as I should has inspired me to be more of a quote unquote activist than ever I was when I was painting the signs. Okay. It made me realize, for instance, that as long as they don't control this right here, the brain inside your skull and my skull, that we're always going to be free for one. Okay. And two, that that's what I should be teaching. That's what I should be teaching. Not that fucking, you know, let the history teachers talk about the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, right? And let the political scientists talk about how it's been neglected, right? And how it's served to construct the Mexican border or the Mexican identity, especially here along the borderland, okay? Let me, the philosopher, tell people why this, these ideas that we have in our head, as long as we're, as long as they're ideas that we personally have come to of our own volition and not ideas that have been put in our heads by those who came before us, as long as they don't control that, we're good. They can never control us. Okay. As long as you possess not only the ability, but the desire to not let other people think for you, it doesn't matter what the idea is, right? That's, that's where the true activism is. That's where it occurs. Okay. As long as you as an individual know full well what the history of the construction of the American identity, the Mexican identity is. And now, you know, however it affects, however it influences your outlook of the world going forward, as long as you got there on your own volition and not because you fucking socialized since elementary school to stand up and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag that you're an American or not because just you have fucking Mexican blood in you that you are a Mexican. No, like it, it transcends all of that, right? And more importantly, this is some real shit, at least for me personally, especially when it comes to the hood philosophy, to understand that the real activism, at least for me, comes in moving past to transcend all of these limiting ideas, right? Religion, politics, identity, it's shit is limiting, yo. It's limiting to exactly what they say you can be. You are a brown person, so you can't support Trump. You are a gay person, so you must vote liberal. Like, no, dude, these things are limiting. You may very well be a brown person, as there are many here in El Paso who want to vote Trump. And you know what? This is fucking America, dog. Do your thing, right? And you may very well be a gay person who does not fucking vibe with Hillary Clinton. That's cool, too, bro. At the end of the day, it's a matter of you getting there of your own free will, assuming you even have any, as we're going to discuss later, right? But assuming that you got there because you genuinely feel that way and you've done the critical thinking, you've done the insightful analysis and realized, you know what? Fuck yeah, dude, this is how I feel. And I'm, and I don't, I'm going to let my freak black fly. And not because someone else came along and said, this is how you should feel. This is how you should think. And if you don't feel this way, you are a bad person. Mm -mm. That, that's, that's where the real activism comes in, right? So again, 
for those of you who are going to be out there today or who were out there at some other point in the past, assuming you're not listening to this today, right? I just, you know, from a philosophical perspective, a thought experiment, if you will, just ask yourself real shit. Why am I out here? Okay. The same, by the way, could be applied to those of you who are out there in favor of Trump. Ask yourself the same fucking questions, right? Like, why am I out here? Do I really vibe with this fool? Do I really believe in what he has to say? Am I really informed enough to make a decision otherwise? Or am I just out here because somebody fucking put it in my head long time ago that this is what I believe, this is what I should think, and if I don't, then I'm a bad person? Because if that's the case, bro, this is America, man. It's the land of the free. But we can't be free if we're being controlled mentally, right? It's just, it's not happening. You can have all the physical freedom in the world, but as long as we are enslaved here, we'll be fucking slaves forever, man, right? So with that, I believe this has been sufficiently long enough tangential rant. Um, I didn't discuss, you know what? Before I continue, I apologize. This is getting pretty long, but I actually did want to talk about one more uh, logical fallacy before I go. And it's the straw man fallacy, right? Uh, I'm going to keep it simple and straight that a straw man fallacy occurs when you purposely misrepresent somebody else's argument in the attempt to try to make your argument look more appealing, right? Sticking with the Donald, with the Donald Trump uh, example, since fuck it, why not, right? One of the things that he said either before he announced his presidency or his run for presidency or, you know, uh, slightly thereafter, but it was during the whole Starbucks push to create all red coffee cups because they wanted to be more inclusive of people who are non-Christian, which is fucking beautiful if you ask me personally. I think that was a fucking great move by Starbucks. I don't drink Starbucks coffee, but I would definitely fucking support them with that if, if, that's, if that's what they vibe with, right? Because I think that's beautiful, man. They are, this is America, bro. It's a land of fucking free religion. Freedom of religion implies freedom from religion, right? And if you as a business feel as though you need to make that perfectly clear so that you don't disenfranchise and alienate the population, your... your uh, customer base that isn't christian dude i am fucking all for that right christmas christmas after all in the christmas decorations is a decidedly quote-unquote christian holiday right so i can it's easy to understand how if you're a muslim or a jewish person or a fucking atheist why you wouldn't want to go to starbucks during um the christmas time because who the fuck wants to be having other religions shoved down their throat i know i don't right so that was pretty fucking cool of Starbucks to go out of the way and say, we're trying to be more inclusive here, right? To the, our customers who don't vibe with Christmas, right? To which fucking Donald Trump and company, who were so personally attacked by this supposed fucking war on Christianity, came along and said that any person, especially Starbucks, who agreed with such a position was not only anti-Christian, but somehow fucking anti-American. I don't know how the fuck that got in. I don't know how they made that connection, but... Their basic argument was that we were trying to take Christ out of Christmas. And how dare we, right? That's a straw man fallacy, dog. That had, that had nothing to do. That had nothing to do with why Starbucks and people like myself were so moved with their gesture, right? Again, it wasn't to fucking single out any one particular group. It was to be more inclusive to other groups. And the straw man fallacy here occurred when Donald Trump and company flipped it and made it specifically about one group of people while conveniently discounting the whole reason behind the shift to the red cup in the first place to try to advance their interest. That's a straw man fallacy, bro. And that is the that is a weak, weak form of argumentation. That just means you don't have a good point, okay? And that you're, you're just relying on trickery and deception to get people to ride with you. Here, the instance being the trickery and the deception inherent with, you know, us, by making people believe that their religion is under attack. No, you're deceiving them. Their religion was never under attack. Okay. 
In our instances, what I'm trying to do is the exact opposite of a straw man fallacy. I'm trying to do what is known as a steel man fallacy. Okay, it's not even a fallacy. It's just a, it's just a fucking good, it's just a good practice. It's good critical thinking practice. It's not a fallacy. It's Forgive my slip, okay, but it is not a fallacy. The steel man, in fact, is one of the most difficult things that any of us can ever do, right? Unlike a straw man where you use cherry-picked pieces of your opponent's argument to try to make the weakest version of their argument uh, presentable so that you can appear to be superior to them, right? What a steel man is trying to do is to teach us how to take the most compelling arguments of the side that we don't agree with, okay? And us personally, as the person who doesn't agree with that side, defend it in a very nuanced and a very practical manner that shows a deep understanding of that issue, okay? So that in doing so, we demonstrate that, A, I am aware of what you were talking about. I know full well where your position is coming from. I know it so well that I could fucking argue your position for you, okay? And in doing so, I am going to show that my rebuttal to your position is not, in fact, it's not based on ignorance, okay? Because as I just demonstrated with my very clearly, succinctly defined deconstruction of your philosophical position, I am very much competent and aware of what you stand for. And I still fucking think you're wrong, okay? Thus, the steel man fallacy. Again, that's not a fallacy. The steel man practice. That's what the fuck I'm trying to teach my students. And I hope if you learn anything from this whole endeavor, it's that that one trick is it'll be it, it's one of the most important tools that you can possibly ever possess in your philosophical toolkit. Anyways, I believe now more than ever is sufficient enough time to call this bad boy to an end. Um, again, for those of you who are going to be out there at the Trump demonstration, I hope just hey man, don't don't make us look bad. Don't make the city look bad, irrespective of what side you stand on. Pro Trump, anti Trump, don't make us look bad, yo. We've already got a hard enough time and we don't need your dumb ass making it worse, <laughs> right? Um, aside from that, I hope you all have a great rest of the day. Peace. <laughs>